Welcome back to the Ten in the Bin podcast, boys, with your host, Jared. First things first, I want to thank you guys. Huge shout out to all of you uh, for interacting with both Tom and I's Superpods and uh, in our comments sections. Obviously, we released the Strictly Footy cards uh, this week and they've just had a wonderful reception from you guys. You guys are interacting, uh, loving the design. So we plan to keep them coming for you. At the moment, we've just done our round 21 team of the week. Uh, we'll be doing that, obviously, every single week with the footy cards. And uh, we've released uh, the first batch. So basically, our first tier icons. Uh, we had JT here, Andrew Jones, Cameron Smith, uh, Brad Fittler, Darren Lockyard, Billy Slater, Benji Marshall, Cooper Cronk, Greg Inglis, Brett Morris, Cliffy Lyons, and Alfie Langer. So if you haven't already... Go down to the comments section and basically just vote on who you think should be in the next batch of Strictly Footy Icons. We'll be releasing 12 weekly and I think we're going to do four or five batches just to get the best players of the NRL era. I'm going to make that clear, just the NRL era. We're not going back to the Clive Churchill days. Um, And yeah, go do that. But without further ado, I'm going to get into a topic that... I mean, it's not close to my heart because obviously I'm a Manly fan, but it's the Canterbury Bulldogs. And I seriously, I just put a post out as I'm recording this. What is going on at Canterbury? Because I'm so confused. In the last, I'd say, week, they've signed Siwa Taukeaho. He was the first one named. And then just out of nowhere, Blake Taff named. Liam Knight in the squad. Jamin Salmon, and now Connor Watson is reported to be in the final stages as well. And Gus says they've got more money to spend. Um, yeah, I just... Bulldogs fans, let me know in the comments of that post how you guys are feeling because I just don't see a direction of the club. And my main point has... I mean, I can't say always has been because... I mean, it's only happened in the last week. But the first thing I thought was, Gus is just buying. He's trigger happy. He's just stuck in a, all right, what's what's the best halfback? Oluwapu's not playing good. All right, who's the best halfback in the market right now? Toby Sexton? Cool, bring him over. He's a Canterbury boy now. Oh, but now we're going to go and get Jerome Luai. Toby, you just moved your whole family here. But, like, we want to sign someone better now. Like, he's just going to the market. Finding whoever's available. Blake Taff, obviously the Chelmage is coming back. Oh, Blake Taff, fullback. All right, is there a better fullback on the market? Dill Edwards, we can't afford him. All right, bring Blake Taff over. Cool. Uh, Tao I understand. Connor Watson, I think, is a is a good signing. But Jamin Salmon, what, what is he doing? Well, I don't see how this works for either party. He's going to sit on the bench, unless he's going to start at seven, which I don't think he is. He's going to sit on the bench at Canterbury. Like he's been sitting on the bench at Penrith. Except he's winning comps at Penrith. So I don't see why he would go unless he was squeezed out. I don't see how this works out better for the Bulldogs. They've got some talented young forwards. Harrison Edwards, Curtis Morin. Um, just to name those two. They've just signed Siwa Takeaho. Kikau's just come back. Watson will probably play lock or 14 coming on and playing 9. Like, there's not a lot of room in that pack. But he's just going, alright, Jamin's in good form this year. I'll take it. Now, the squad I put out reads like this. So I've got Crichton at fullback, Blake Wilson and Ado Carr as the wingers, Kiraz and Sherry as the centers, 
Burton Sexton of the Haas with Marnie at nine. Max King and Siwa Takeoho have the starting prop positions. Kick out Preston on the edges with Connor Watson as the link man in the middle. Then you got Oluwapu at uh, 14. Obviously, they're trying to turn him into a bit of a ball-playing lock as well. Maybe he can learn a little bit off Connor Watson. Um, but he can come on cover cover 6, cover 7, cover 9 if he's needed to. Right. TPJ, Harrison Edwards, and Jamin Salmon. Now, that team reads okay, right? Like, that could be a borderline top eight team. Does the squad look better with their new signings? Yes, it does. 100%. That's not where my problem lies, though. And that's not where a lot of people are kind of disagreeing with the way the Bulldogs are going about their business. Because... While it does make them look slightly better right now, what is what what direction are they taking and why are they signing these players? Blake Taff, let's say let's say he's the starting fullback this year. Oh, next year for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Crichton plays center. Cool. Like but but where's that going? Blake Taff is probably not the fullback you want going into a like trying to contend for a premiership. So he's either going to start at fullback or he's just going to be depth. And I think you'd have to say he's going to be depth if they want to contend right now, which is what Gus seems to want to do. And uh, who's, who's the next signing? Toby Sexton. Like, is he a decent seven? Yeah, he's a decent seven. But is he the guy you want? Is he the seven you want leading leading a team? Leading a contending team with Blake Taff at fullback. Blake Taff, by the way, talented a player. But we've just seen him at South. They were premiership heavyweights. I still think they are with Luttrell back. And now they're sitting outside the eight. And Luttrell's been out eight weeks. He's dropped eight positions. Lost a lot of games they should have won. I'm not saying Blake Taff's bad, but these players, they're just not going to push you to become that contender right now. Um, Taukeaho. Great for the pack. Oh, I've actually got nothing to say about that. And, and Connor Watson. I really like those two signings. The next one, Jamin Salmon. Alright, can play a bit of six. Cool. You got Burton and Sexton, so whatever. Wouldn't you just play Oluwapu? Wouldn't you just move Oluwapu to six for a little bit instead of Jamin Salmon if there's an injury? Alright, Salmon's been playing a bit of second row for Penrith and doing it very well this year, might I add. He's He's... He's improved so much this season. I think a lot of people don't realise how well he's played when he's come on to play second row. But but what's, what what purpose does he serve at the Canterbury Bulldogs? I don't know. I'm a little bit confused. I think behind Kickow and Preston, he's just going just gonna to slag off on the bench again. Preston and Kickow can both go 80. So what, you're gonna, he's going to have, what, a 20, 30-minute roll off the bench? Why not just play a Harrison Edwards, a Curtis Moran, some of these young guns that you have in the team? Why not bring some guys through that... Why not just bring some juniors through? Gus said the second he got there, all right, we're going we're gonna to make this club better. We're going to start by improving the grassroots because that is what they did at Penrith. And look at how good Penrith juniors have gotten. Cleary. Luai, Edwards, Toto, Crichton, Tungo, uh, Taylor, 
or Taylor May, um, I, I think was a Penrith junior. Um, where where else can we go with this? Um, Kikau was not. Um, Yo, although he was a junior ages ago. Uh, Martin, like all these guys came through the Penrith system. Now I'm not saying every team has the quality of grassroots footy that they have out in Penrith. Because Penrith, their grassroots extends all the way out into the country. Bathurst, Dubbo, all these places. A lot of Penrith guys go there. So, you, like, but you got to bring some through. And if you bring them through, don't do it how they're doing. What's happened to Paul Alamotti? He's been replaced by Kiraz's moves to centre, so he's basically been replaced by Blake Wilson. Then you've got Bronson and, and Critter coming next year, so Alamotti's gone. He's dubbed one of the most talented centres coming up. Give him half a season. Doesn't play outstanding, and he's gone. I don't see a way Alamotti comes back into this team. Unless you push Blake Wilson out, or Bronson. Bronson, by the way, hasn't played in four years. So, uh, like I said, you've got guys like Harrison Edwards, Curtis Moran. They're just not there. Kawa Luapu. Literally the best six. Touted the best six coming up. Uh, now it's obviously Latu Fainu. I'd say it'd be pretty close between them. But pay, paid a pretty hefty transfer fee to lure him away from Brisbane. You put him next to Matty Burton. He has a tough time. He's 18 years old. He's coming into the NRL. He has a bit of a tough time. And what's this? You signed Toby Sexton. And Kawala who's out of the team, nowhere to be seen for probably the rest of the year. Now, they're trying to move him into a lock. All right. They just signed Connor Watson. What? I don't see the direction of Canterbury here. They're just trying to win right now. And what they've said they're going to do from day one, they're just not doing. And then Gus, every, I remember everyone. Everyone this year, and even the year before that, were like, oh, Doggies are top eight this year. Look at the signings they've got. Oh, Doggies could be in the top four. They're Smokies. Tom and I were just like, the team's not there yet. Give it a few years. And we say give it a few years, but the dogs don't seem to want to do that. And I think it's, I think it's the only way forward they have. And you think about it. These players that I said they didn't assign, Toby Sexton, um, Blake Taff, Liam Knight, um, and Jamin Salmon. You take them out, you take those signings out, plus they're letting go of guys like RFM, uh, guys like Ockenbaugh, guys like Waddell. You could easily get a million in salary from about seven or eight players, and then you can sign a quality guy, and you can bring some of the juniors into the top 30. Like, you can sign a proper quality player with that type of money, or two, a quality player or two. And that will have more impact on their squad than having a spine that includes Blake Taff and Toby Sexton. With all due respect to them, they're not at that point in their career yet. So it seems to me like Gus just wants to buy way too much. He's getting trigger happy, and here's what I'd do. How can they fix this? Here's what I'd do. Alright, we're not contending soon. These next one or two years, they're right they're write-offs. Let, let's just be honest here, they're write-offs. Well, this is what he should have done from day one, and they'd probably be con- not maybe not contending yet, but they'd probably be a year off contending. Now now they're just sending themselves back a little bit more. What I'd be doing is 
going, alright, Oluwapu, jump in. Alright, Harrison Edwards, Curtis Moran, jump in, jump in, jump in. And I'll be developing those grassroots. And who cares if we take a 15th or 16th for two years? We weren't going to be contending anyway if we signed Sexton and Taff, who might might get us to a fringe top eight spot. And the fans might be a little bit happier with 11th instead of 15th. Like, who cares? Just wait. Because good players always pop up. Look at this, no one expected Tino to be available. No one expected Ben Hunt to be available. No one expected Walker to maybe be available. Quality play. No one expected the Finu boys to come available. But teams wait. They wait. If they're not contending, they don't just sign... Good teams, good clubs, don't just sign the best player in the market at that minute. If they're not contending anyway, what is the point? If you need the scenario, they're not contending. They don't need to sign anyone. They'll save their money. They will wait for a good prospect or a proven player to come along and they'll give them that big contract that they deserve and that will lure them to the club. And who knows, some of those players that you start developing that were touted as big names in juniors might start to come into form at the same time. Look what's happening with the Broncos. The Broncos did exactly that. All these juniors came through. They took those those few years there with Seabold. All right, let's, let's blood some youngsters. Let's blood some youngsters. They came eighth one year. Came, well, Wooden Spooners the next. And then all those juniors, man, Beast now, Cobo, all these guys that were their, their juniors coming through. Carrigan, they started to pop off. Haas. And then, and then what? They signed Reese Walsh. They signed Adam Reynolds. Because those guys became available. Reese Walsh wanted out of the Warriors. All right. We've got the money. We've got the money now. We've got our grassroots up. Our juniors are looking spectacular in first grade. Right. Let's add Adam Reynolds and Reese Walsh to it. And look where they are. Sitting back, almost first. I think they're second or third on the ladder. I'm pretty sure they're second. They might be first now that they beat uh, the Chookies last night. So th- this is the path that I think they should be taking. Penrith was obviously on a whole nother level. Their whole junior system just decided, all right, we're going to be stars in the NRL. So they really need to sign anyone. So that's just my little two cents on the Bulldogs there. I think they would have been better off. Taukeaho Watson, cool. That that really improves your squad. And if you get a contending squad, they would be great going forward. But Sexton, why, why not just play Oluwapu? Now, Sexton's a good player. I'm not saying he's not as good as Oluwapu. But Oluwapu has more potential. And the gap between him and Sexton isn't that far. It's not that big. And Sexton, poor Sexton, has just moved his whole family down to the Bulldogs. And then I guarantee, if he's not if he's not one of the best halves in the game in the next two or three years when they actually start to contend, he'll be booted. He won't be in the team. And everyone's just moved from nice sunshine Gold Coast to, I mean, I'm sorry, Doggies fans, but the area. Why? I just don't understand the business that Gus Gould is doing. And you have to start to question his leadership. Um, you just, you have to start to question these things. Like, did he really, was he really all that at Penrith? Or did he just inherit that club at a really good time? Cleary was looking for a club. So he got Cleary. And he had all the juniors at his disposal. 
was he that good or, or did he just get put into a into a good situation? Now, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not suggesting that he's not as good as what people say. But you you, you can you can start to question it now. And then you hear these stories of him talking about, oh, no, I told I told Serrato that this was going to be a bad year. I told him I actually I actually tried to get him not to come this year and to come next year. Bullshit. Bullshit. Who says that? Oh yeah, you're a good coach. You've been a good assistant in the Penrith. But come next year, we're not going to be good this year. Don't you remember him saying earlier in the season that this was a year? And everyone was like, even Albanese, I mean, I don't know what he knows about footy, but he had him in the grand final. Everyone else had him top eight. I know people that had him in the top eight. And I was just like, no, boys, you're, you're delusional. You're delusional. Um, there's definitely something cooking there. I agree with it. Well, there was. The last week has made me question whether there is. But there, I thought there was something cooking there. There still could be. But, um, yeah, I'm just, just struggling to see. And now he's... Now he's apparently meeting with all these players, making it so secret, and right, he met with Manessi Finu in jail. Like, why? Why has he met with Manessi? I, I, I just, I don't understand it, boys. And um, my last point as well. What was it? I, I had it. I had it in my head. Oh yeah, a good manager of a club shuts up. Now it sounds harsh, but apart from. Apart from Uncle Nick at the Roosters, how many CEO, how many good CEOs, how many well-run clubs do you actually know who they are? Like, like the higher ups, apart from the coach. How many do you like Melbourne? Who? And then you think of some of the more poorly run clubs over the years. Pasco, we know who he is, don't we? Yeah, a good board member. Is not in the phase of the media talking about their club 24-7. Now, Gus, he's obviously got his stuff with Channel 9 going on. Keep it going. He doesn't need to be talking insider Bulldog stuff all the time. He doesn't need to be coming out and saying all the things that he does. Because, what, why is he doing it? I just, it just brings negative press to the club. When Ben Iken, when I well, left NRL 360 to take on a position at Broncos, did you hear about him? Apart from when he made surprise returns to NRL 360, I didn't hear about a thing of the Broncos. But he got he got rid of the Seabolds, the Isaac Moses managed players. That was the problem with the club at the time. And look where they're sitting now. He did good business. Signed Reese Walsh. Signed Adam Reynolds. Did exactly what I said the doggies' plans should be. And now he's just left mid-season quietly. No one even really talked about it. He's not there anymore. He's doing whatever he's doing with the Queensland team. So, yeah. That's my little two cents on the Bulldog situation. Boys, I'm going to wrap this one up. My last pod went for well too long. This one is definitely a super pod. Um, just at 20 minutes. So, I'll leave I'll leave it at that, boys. Um, obviously, head to the page. Uh, vote on those icons, like I said before. Give us a like. Give us a shout out. Um, we love it when you boys interact with our posts. Um, it just lets us know, like... What our followers are thinking, yeah, like what the general consensus is. Do they think this team is a contender, a pretender? Uh, what the general perception of the public is. We also love it when you give us feedback. Send us messages. I don't know. Tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you hate us. We don't care. We just ask if you tell us how much you hate us. Tell us what we can do better. 
And we'll look into doing that for you guys because we're in our first year. We're still learning this as well. Um, and yeah, your feedback really means a lot to us. So I'll leave it there, boys. Uh, stay blessed. Uh, have a good day. Um, go Manly. Hopefully we won.